like suddenly he he says to me, oh, excuse me one moment. I just have to make a call. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm thinking, oh, who is he calling? Like, yeah. President of Argentina, the Prime Minister, <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> Donald Trump. Like, who is he calling, right? And so he he takes his phone to his ear and he goes, hola, mama. Oh, he was no. calling his mother. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Hookup Horror Stories, the podcast where we share our worst hookup or dating experiences. I'm Demi Wild, your resident sexual deviant, and today I've got a very special guest, the lovely Abby Bella. Hello, hello, hello. I'm the guest deviant today. You are the guest deviant today, absolutely. Now, before we get into anything, just be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the show, and don't forget to leave a five-star review and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, as that allows this show to be seen by more people. So, Abby, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Um, well, I'm not a full-time deviant. I do other things. <laughs> I'm an actress, a comedian, and um, all-around renaissance woman, uh, basically a woman of the world as well. I've, I've traveled the world. I used to live in South America. Yeah, you've been all over. Mm, yeah, all over the world, literally. Um, breaking hearts you know, breaking, breaking rules and breaking hearts all over the world. So, but my main thing is comedy at the moment. So that's what I do as well. Yeah. I love your videos on Instagram. There's, they're super funny. Thank you. They're very postmodern. It's like a niche. There's a niche audience for them. It's not very mainstream. (laughs) Well, so we originally met because I hit you up because I wanted to have you on my other podcast with, with Jay. And you came on and you were lovely with us. And, but I figured you might've been a good uh, guest to have on this one as well. Mm, I know it's because, well, I know why it's because I have all the horror stories. (laughs) (laughs) So do I, I write about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so basically my life has been beautiful and vibrant. I have many beautiful friends. I've been really lucky. I've done a lot of kind of out there stuff on social media as well. I've been quite considering the little clout I have in the world. I've been quite successful doing the little crazy things I like to do. Um, But I've been very unlucky in love. Yeah, you are. So are you single? Uh, Yes. Well, I'm, yes, I'm earth human single. (laughs) That's good to know. (laughs) Explain that a little bit for people that might not understand. So, the, well, one thing I'm actually famous for, uh, especially in the UK tabloids, is for dating an alien from space, <laughs> not an alien on the border. Um, yeah, it's he's an alien from space. I went to the tabloids in the UK and I told them that I was dating an alien and they thought it was an amazing story. And they, I was on the front page of a tabloid and it kind of went from there. Uh, I'm a big deal in 
Portugal and India and a bunch of other places as well right now because of the alien thing. And Los Angeles. That's how I found you. <laughs> we actually covered yes. your story yes. on uh, an earlier episode. And I'm like, I need to have this girl on. She's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it was like, I thought the same about you guys. I thought you guys were perfect. For, it was just such a perfect fit. Yeah. But yeah, the alien thing, you know, like uh, it went viral again. It did again? Yeah, again, because this guy, there's like this like inselly guy. He's like, he's called August the Duck. I don't know if you've come across his videos. He's just one of those like commentary. He does like commentary on like weird stuff on the internet. Yeah, yeah. And he just did a video on me like four days ago. Oh, you had like a, like an Omicron second round of like virus. (laughs) (laughs) In 2022. Oh my God. I'm hoping, I'm hoping one day to take the alien on Dr. Bell. Right. Because I mean, that's like the natural progression, isn't it? Like that would be, that's my goal. Yeah. 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 So how has earth dating been for you? I know we've, we've talked about space dating but earth dating how is it for you you're in the uk so it's a little different over there yeah it's a little different it's worse i mean it depends on what you're into though but it's kind of it's really dirty in the uk it's people don't really people don't date here they just get drunk and hope for the best yeah i mean when i was there it was very odd like i went online just to kind of like see who was around because it was really just me and my mom and my mom's stayed in the hotel room for basically the entire time. So it was just me walking around exploring and having a good time, but I was alone. So I was like, maybe I should see who is around here. So I went on Tinder, like nothing happened. And I was like for a very long time for like several days. And then this one guy came over and we ended up going to a pub and we had a couple of drinks, except I had a couple of drinks. He was sober, (laughs) which was weird, but you know, conversation eventually turned into, this is the weird thing about the UK. They're very nosy there. So the conversation actually turned into uh, sex talk and like, you know, talking about experiences, dating and blah, blah, blah. And these two women were the only two women in the other, in the, uh, in the restaurant. And they were listening to every word we were saying. It was crazy. They're staring right at us, had their little glass of Chardonnay and just nosy, nosy, nosy. Oh my God. But you know what? Like, yeah, that is the number one. That's the UK. I had that happen, but see, they don't say it to your face. They just right. like, like they know, like it's all behind your back. Cause I took the alien that cause the one thing uh, your audience don't know, but the, um, the alien is inflatable. So he's an inflatable green toy alien. So I take him places sometimes just for clout. And I took him to a restaurant and they're like all these people clearly like fascinated by me and my alien on a date at this restaurant and nobody said a thing to me they were just like staying around us about us yeah you know what I mean like with their chardonnays and their like gin and tonics or whatever it is that they drink and then it was just like just approach me and ask me about my alien right right it's just like that weird wall that I think that everyone has there like I don't know it's just like people don't want to like I mean, in, in, in the States, you go to a bar, you go to a club, you meet a friend, like probably more so in New York than LA, but you'll meet yeah. somebody, you'll talk to somebody. We went to a bar out there. No, but everyone was like wallflowers. They wouldn't like talk to anybody. It was so weird. So that's got like transition yeah, I mean, a little bit into like dating a little bit too. Like that's kind of odd. It's yeah. It's people here are very awkward. Um, 
yeah, it does. It depends on what kind of dating too. But like, yeah, in general, like people are just like, um, it's yeah, it's it's weird. If you're used to any kind of other society where people like smile and stuff at strangers, yeah. it's not the place for it. Right. Um, they everyone has their own like group of friends they've known since they were all like ten years old, and that's it. So if you go out on a date, yeah, so like it it can get explicit. You, you can like get a drink with someone. There's a lot of casual sex here. Okay. It's pretty much all casual sex. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty. That's it. Like that's it. Um. And 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 eventually maybe you get like so complacent you end up living together because it's cheaper and then that's like a relationship in the UK. But you don't really get like you know what I mean. Um. I know a lot of uh, Italian Spanish people who come here and they have such a different way about them and it really irritates uh, them. But there's no romance in the UK. It's also like meat market. Yeah, it's it's interesting there. I liked it, but you know, everywhere is different. Um, speaking of different locations, you've traveled around quite a bit. Um, what yeah. have you dated in any other locations? Have you like been around other people in other locations? Uh, yeah. So I've I've dated. Um, I I used to joke with my friend that we need to get like a little map and like just have like little pins for each country we've done, just so we don't, you know. But right. it turned out to be too too big of a project. But I've probably like date like been on a. Let's just say this. I've probably been on a date with a lot of the European nations. So I've dated around <laughs> continental Europe. Seventy three percent of the of the European continent. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the entire population. Um, and yeah, I think I've I've been on a date with a Russian for sure. Anyway, oh, wow. it doesn't matter. Well, that's kind of like still continental Europe in my mind. So um, from like from the UK to Turkey, which is like the border, you know, liminal border of Europe, I've mm-hmm. I've probably done every second country on some level. Um, maybe not like completely scored, but you know, I've, I've been around in the dating scene there. I, I know what these people are about, uh, us obviously, um, and South America. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, and cool. that's, it. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so like what pitfalls, like, well, what are like common pitfalls? Okay. Here's a good question. Actually, what are some common pitfalls in each location that they all have in common? Oh, okay. Well, the pitfall in the UK is there's just no romance. So, and people are very, actually for girls, I would just say like, it's, it's a very, it's very misogynistic here Mm -hmm. because like when you go on a date, like you call it a date, but like every guy expects that you're going to like put out that, like that day. I've had a few men. Yeah. I've had a few men say horrible things to me. Someone called me rigid and like all kinds of things throughout the years. Cause I like, I've lived here on and off. Yeah. I went to, yeah. Like, when I was younger, I lived here too, like on and off. I've had like horrible things said to me that I'm frigid, that I'm like, who do I think I am? And like, but, but you needed two. Why don't you just like, why are you being like this? So like, I literally, I, I said yes to a coffee, not like you're, you know, <laughs> not your dick. <laughs> yeah, not your dick. Like I just, I don't even, I don't even drink dairy. Why would I want to, oh, I was just like, but it's like, it's this kind of entitlement of like, but I think people here just, and that's how it is. Like women here, men, anyone in between or outside of the spectrum, people yeah. just like, they just don't care. They just put out like, I don't know. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Like he could be a serial killer or whatever. They're like, they just expect to put out. That's interesting. So like dating is just basically like just hooking up there. It's, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, it's really rare for it not to be. So for me, like that really irritates me. And I don't, I don't know. I just, I have no luck with British men. 
And I think they have no luck with me, to be honest, but whatever. Thus, um, when we date other species. Yes, exactly. See, that's precisely, precisely my point. Um, so apart from the British failure, it, uh, there is the, um, well, on the continent, there's the French. Yeah. Lovely romance, people. Well, I mean, not, I mean, I don't Post- know. I feel like. I feel like modern, the modern French person, and this is only men that I can that I can comment on, but the modern Frenchmen, I mean, they're not as romantic as people want them to be. They're just like normal Europeans, really. Yeah. A little bit better than the, than the British, but are mannered. <laughs> um, We're throwing so much shade at, at the UK right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know, but I, I get to I get to do that because I get a lot of hate here. So it's, yeah. it's at this point we're like. Anyway, I found my alien boyfriend. I can say whatever I want now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But yeah, but the the French, I find that like French guys are just a little bit more, yeah, like well-mannered in general. Mm-hmm. Not sure that they're better lovers. I've not had that many French lovers, but um, they just, I don't know. They're just a little bit more with it. Although they do tend to date, date around a lot. So they tend to be seeing many people at the same time. Right. Which they, they do this in England too, though. They just don't say it. So I don't know. Then yeah, there's, okay. No. Oh, sorry. No. Well, <laughs> let me just do like a couple of Europeans and then we'll get to okay, Argentina. Because yeah, yeah. um, I think, so that's the dark side of Europe. Then there's like, then there's the uh, Italians, highly overrated. How so? <laughs> well, I mean, it, there's a lot of like, mama's boy kind of stuff going on and not a lot of not a lot of charming romance if you see what i'm mean. not a lot of loving a lot of mama's boy stuff so i've heard that like like the firstborn son is like the like everyone just dotes on the sun you know i've heard that before yeah. in italian culture yeah it's like I don't know. I feel like that Italian lover that we all have in, in, in our imagination, I feel like that died out a long time ago. Whatever is left is subpar. Not really, if you were Freud, um, he'd probably say he's looking for his mom and dating. Yeah, for sure. Well, aren't they all? Hmm. They all. <laughs> then, so then, then you have the Germans. The Germans, they're fun, but really not fun. Yeah. Uh, like I, I can say this because, um, my entire entire family is from Poland, so I can say all I can say any <laughs> and all the German people. Um, this is like totally totally fine. Uh, German people have no sense of humor. Uh, they laugh because they know it's polite to do with a foreign person, but they don't know what they're laughing at, and oh, they're wow. okay with it. But they're actually, I'll tell you what, uh, German people are very kind of. Um, I always thought Germans were, were more sexually liberated, but they're not like compared to English guys. I would say like, I prefer dating Germans. They're way more nice, mm-hmm. way more polite. And of course they're sorry because you know, the war and stuff. So they're extra nice to me. I always like dating a German boy. Right. And they're actually better at sex than people think. Well, I mean, this is maybe <laughs> off topic a little bit, but I hear a lot of like, you know, sex, club sex parties in germany like they have i heard a story that um they have female glory holes in germany (laughs) oh they have everything in berlin like berlin like they have everything like (laughs) you know like that's like a whole different there's like all kinds of things there that no one's ever seen before and but despite that they're really not sexually liberated like in normal daily life i guess 
Yeah, like the I guess like the squares, they're like less so, but they're like it's like a nice mix of like sexual liberation and also like just being nice and polite and also okay. feeling guilty. So it like that serves me like that. I like that. I can vibe with that. <laughs> but they're just but I so I don't know because I feel like they're always extra nice to me. But yeah, it's always good. I've never had a bad date with a German. You know, oh, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing. I, I was in Berlin for a couple of days before the pandemic. And mm-hmm. I, I was like uh, on Tinder. And every guy that I was connecting to was like, oh, oh, yeah, well, mm, guten Tag. I can see <laughs> that you, uh, you, you don't actually live in Berlin. You're only here for a couple of days. Does that mean you're just looking for a hookup and not for a relationship? Because really? I'm looking for a relationship, girl. Right. You're all looking for a relationship. What? I know. What? Do I need to go to Germany? I mean, I know it's like so counterintuitive, but it was like <laughs> every time I'm, I don't know if I just like, if it's luck, beginner's luck or something, but every time in Germany, every guy's like, well, I don't know if we should even meet up because I'm looking for something stable. And it's, and, and it's like, what? Yeah. I, I, you can see my face right now, but like, I'm, I'm so perplexed. <laughs> the look on my face is so perplexed. Don't believe the stereotypes. I'm telling you. Wow. Yeah. Don't judge a book by, cover, by its cover ever. Yeah. Well. Oh, wow. and, and the Swedes and their Norwegians, they're completely insane. Totally recommend. <laughs> Do not <laughs> go there. Got it. Um, well, so I have my tea. I think it's probably time to spill it. So okay. this is the part where we go into the hookup horror story. Please tell us your, your story. Okay. Well, speaking of mama's boys, so I spent a, uh, a few years of my misspent uh, life in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. In Argentina. Lovely. It's amazing there. I love the city. It's like Narnia. Once you go there, you go there. Most people go there for a week, never come back. It's yeah. just so amazing. It's magical. It really is. Uh, and the uh, people who live in Argentina, a lot of the culture is kind of a mixture of Italian, Spanish, and Eastern European or Central European. It's kind of random. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, but it's heavy on the Italian kind of side of things. And you have a lot, a lot of mama's boys there. Mm. So like the dating scene is preposterous because every, everyone's a Peter Pan <laughs> and like all the, like, it's just, but, but they're all very charming. So until only recently did catcalling become illegal because it's such a, it's such a public oh, menace. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. When I first moved there, I was like, I felt really threatened by it because like I went straight there from the UK. Mm-hmm. And in the UK, if someone says something to you on the street, like you you call the police because they're clearly insane, like criminally insane. But in Argentina, like people just talk to you on the street all the time. And like guys can't call you, but yeah. it's like nice stuff. It's like, oh, good morning, queen. Okay, like, that's okay, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, at first Not I, nice I was ass, like, oh. babe. <laughs> yeah, that too. At first I thought it was weird. And also I didn't understand the language very well at first. But then but then I kind of got into it. So it's like, and, but they do it at any point. Like in the morning, 6 a.m., you're getting the subway. Like some guy is like screaming at you, like nice hair. <laughs> okay. I'm like, What? <laughs> I went to the hospital emergency with my friend once 
there was a guy in a cast, okay? In a cast, uh, he was in one of these, like, it wasn't a wheelchair, but it was like one of those like walker things. He couldn't stand up by himself. I think he couldn't see in one eye. And I was just walking past with my friend and the guy cat called us. He was in a, this guy was like a death store and he still cat called us. <laughs> he's like one foot in the grave and he's like, hey baby. Yeah. yeah. You want to send me off with something good? Yeah, I think that's literally what he said, but it was like, seriously and it was uh, that one was really disgusting it was so bad i didn't even understand those words it was like that bad wow so argentina is this like interesting place between like you know because they all think okay so here's the big delusion of men okay mm-hmm. they all think that they're latino lovers right so they, they all have to like prove that okay. they're like you know latino charmusha like <laughs> and at the same time we all know that they're just children and mama's boys mm-hmm. and they all live with their mothers even when they're like 105 like most guys let's face it so it's like so in argentina they have the saying um a uh, a dog that barks um the most has the least bite so Mm -hmm. that's that's what they always told me about it anyway so all these guys protesting they're cat calling you all day but really they're they're kind of harmless so my my dating horror story is from argentina and what happened is I used to teach English, mm-hmm. as one does when one is a disenfranchised intellectual. Amazing. Uh, I was doing teaching the Lord's me. work, doing the Lord's work. <laughs> exactly, doing that colonial Lord's work. So I was, I was, you know, minding, mind, minding my business. Um, I used to t- teach English, but I was teaching business English. So I was, it was all the, all the bosses in Buenos Aires, like, you know, the important people, interesting people, you know, and adults. Yeah. So obviously you, you would expect them to have, you know, a certain level of maturity. So I was, it was the, uh, I was teaching in like Microsoft, all the skyscrapers. And there's this like one conglomeration of buildings. And at the uh, very bottom was Starbucks. And it was at this Starbucks that all the people from all the different companies would co- go get their coffee, right? Mm-hmm. And I used to hang out there all the time between classes because I'd go from like, you know, one building to another to get my students and stuff. And like, literally, I don't know, every day, like at least one guy would try and get my number. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's not because I'm beautiful. It's because they have no shame. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> In Argentina, it's like, oh, a woman, she has a pulse. Let me approach. <laughs> so that was basically the rule book, you know. And it's like, it's almost like it's a dishonor. You let that walking, breathing woman pass you by. Are you like, what? So anyway, so they would like, I, I would like, it was like serious business people. They would just approach me like, can I have your number? Trying to buy me a coffee and stuff. So I got used to it. Obviously, it was a no until one day, one time when a guy approached me and I actually liked him. Okay. So he, yeah. So this guy approaches me and he had this like, you know what my type is? My type is like Alan Rickman. Okay. I'm blanking on who that is. I know the name. He was like the baddie in Harry Potter, but not the real baddie. Snape. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Duh. <laughs> I literally just watched the, the special on HBO like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, 
yeah, God rest his soul, unfortunately, no longer. But so my type is Alan Rickman. And that guy didn't look like Alan Rickman. He looked more like Gomez from the Adams family, but he had that like kind of like Rickman. He had that like kind of weird, dangerous, mysterious like, goth vibe. Yes, yes, exactly. And he was so yeah. So he asked for my number, and I was like, well, okay, maybe. And then of course, naturally, he told me straight away, you know, who he was, you know, how important he was. Um, apparently, he what I can't say what he was in charge of because that wouldn't be fair. But he was the head of an extremely important. Um, motor company, let's just say that, international company to do with motors. Gotcha. He was like in charge, like the Argentina, maybe even for South America, I don't know, but he was like a very important person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he made sure that I knew it straight away, you know? And he had this like, yeah, like that Rickman thing, that kind of like danger, whatever. Hey, little girl, here's my number. Let me pick you up in my car kind of thing. Um. So I was like, well, okay, I've been here for months. I've not been on a date. Like, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Let's go on a date. So yeah. he asked me out on a date and I said, yes. And he picked me up that day in his extremely expensive car. And what kind of car was it, do you remember? Oh, I don't know cars. I just know like, I don't know anything. I just, know. I just thought maybe you would know. I don't know anything about cars either. <laughs> <laughs> no clue. Like all I know is Scooby Doo car and it was a Lambo. A, a G four, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> no, I don't, know. I don't know. But in Argentina, because of the economy, a lot of it is closed, so they have like weird cars. They just have weird stuff in there. Okay. Because yeah, it's just it's it's it, it's a weird world. So yeah, it, it was like a shiny big car. Okay. <laughs> And we went to a, a, well, we went to like one of the most expensive hotels in Buenos Aires, like the most expensive, like bar, hung out, like had like, it was like, it was like one of those places where it's like a private members club, but it was like Mm -hmm. a club within a club. Oh, okay. And you could only access it through like Buenos Aires full of places like this, where you like go in and it's like a secret club. And you have to give them a password, but then like you, you can, but then like, if you know, there's, there's like another one, like underneath it and you get like a club within a secret club kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. 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 Like all kinds of stuff goes down there. It's kind of tame though. But anyway, so we went to the secret, secret club and Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm allergic to most alcohols. Uh, I do drink champagne. I'm not allergic to champagne. It's true. Wow. Yeah. What happens when you when you drink alcohol? Flush? Uh, Is it that kind of? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I get a rash and I get very sick because I'm celiac, so I'm allergic to oh. gluten, and I'm also allergic to yeast. But champagne, the champagne kind of bubble process that filters out the yeast enough so that it doesn't affect me. Interesting. Yeah, it sucks because I, I love can't. pasta. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, maybe I'm gluten free pasta. But yeah, so I'm an expensive date, but champagne in Argentina is really cheap because they make it there. That's another story. Anyway, so the guy's like (laughs) plying me with very expensive champagne and, you know, everything's going really well. And the sun, the sun is starting to go down. Everything's getting a little bit atmospheric. I'm thinking, well, maybe I made the right decision. Maybe it's time to have a little bit of fun, right? Right. 
And the guy, and like in the middle, like, and we're talking, he knew because people in Argentina, they all have like five degrees because education is free there. Yeah. Wow. So they just do it. They just go at all. The university is usually at nighttime mm, because it's made sense. for people like, yeah, you have a job and then you go to school, you know, so people can work and study. So everyone has like five degrees there just because they can. So this guy was like waxed and lyrical about England and the uh, the system here, the roads. Every, he knew everything. Wow. So it was very, it was very good. It was very uh, stimulating conversation. And then suddenly this Alan Rickman guy, you know, looking, he's like, you know, he's got his suit on. He's all like mysterious. Dr. Snape, uh, little girl, you know, Charmusha. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then like suddenly he, he says to me, oh, excuse me one moment. I just have to make a call. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm thinking, oh, who is he calling? Like, yeah. President of Argentina, the Prime Minister, <laughs> Harry Potter, <laughs> Donald Trump. Like, who is he calling, right? And so he he takes his phone to his ear and he goes, Hola, mama. Oh, he was no. calling his mother. Yeah. In the middle of a date, <laughs> in a club, in a bougie private club. Yeah, 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 what? yeah. We were probably the only people there at that time anyway, but it was like 8 p.m. 8 p.m. He's calling his mother. Okay. This is going to unravel even more. She's so calling his mother. He's, ha- he's having a full-blown conversation with her while I'm sitting there mm. with my champagne and my massive cleave. And he's not even looking at my cleave. He's talking to his mother, right? So, <laughs> and it just goes Wait, off. Like, I think it must have been like. Hold on. Did you say massive cleave? I did. <laughs> tits pushed up to the neck love it that's how i roll anyway so i put on my massivist cleave cleave to see this guy and he's not even looking at it he's talking to his mama and then um yeah so they had a conversation for about 15 to 20 minutes maybe even longer and then like he puts away his phone and he looks at me and he says oh yeah you know uh i call my mother every day at exactly this time we it's like a ritual we have Hmm. I'm like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's kind of cute, but a little weird. No, that's super weird. See, this is the mama's boy. Yeah. And then, so, the and but then I'm thinking, that's a no for me. Yeah, but like, you're on a date, dude. Like, just tell your mother this one time. Like, can, uh, we'll talk when I get home or something. Because then, mm-hmm. half seats, this is like, I don't want to spoiler alert, right? So then we keep on talking and his mother, so like we, we resume the date. So I'm thinking, yeah, okay. Different culture. I was just like, uh, uh, whatever, whatever. We keep talking about politics, whatever, my cleave. And then he gets a call and it's his mother. So he proceeds to have another long conversation with his mother with like, you know, gesturing and everything, you know, Argentina style. It's passionate conversation with his mother. And I'm like, okay. That's terrible. Um, and then he stops the conversation and he says, Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Well, my mother just had she just had a little question there because she's looking after my kids today. I'm like, okay. I know he has well, kids. <laughs> Wait, that's not even that's not even the first of it. Oh, no. Surprise like, kids. Okay. No, no, that's fine. I didn't ask everyone. Like usually everyone, everyone has kids. So it's like, it's right. like 
at my age, I, I expected it's fine, but it was just like, it, just, it was just like this unraveling kind of situation. Yeah. But I didn't think any of anything of it. And I thought, well, at least he has a good relationship with his mother. And then he was like, very like apologetic. He was like, oh no, but don't worry. Like I've been divorced many years. Like I'm over my wife, you know, my ex, whatever. Like it's not, it's not a thing. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we had a nice time. We had a little smooch. He took me home and asked me if I want to go on a second date. And um, yeah, because I have clearly no sense of self-preservation. I was like, yeah, let's do this again. I like this. Uh, this is fun talking to your mother. A sucker for punishment. Yeah, that was really fun. Well, I thought he was being a gentleman because we, um, you know, we we stayed at that club for a long time. And then he took me home. You know, he didn't try to do anything. It was like, yeah, yeah. It's like oh, okay, maybe, you know, maybe who knows, you know? Yeah. So he took me home and then he uh, came to he came to get me the next day. And this time things were a little, things went a little bit faster because it was quite, you know, it was more of a racy situation. So we went to a different, we went to a different place. We had the champagne, we had this, the little Argentina snacks. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was around the same time after work. So come 8 p.m., he's calling his mother again. <laughs> <laughs> You would think that he would maybe plan around this, you know? No, it's like 8 p.m. every day. That's it. That's the routine. Like, it does hell or high water. Like, you're calling your mama. So, But I was ready. (laughs) You knew what you were in for the second time, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, okay, well, it's his mama looking after his kids. Okay, that's nice. And so then, (laughs) so then he finishes his phone call, the phone call, and he says, but see, I was still attracted to him because he had that Rickman vibe, right? So I was like, okay, well, you're obviously, you know, a child inside, but whatever. Um, so then, so he finished the, finished the phone call and then he was like, well, you know, if you, if you want, maybe tonight I can take you back to my place. Okay, it's getting serious. And then I'm like, okay, because he said his mother was looking after his kids. So I thought the kids were at his mother's, right? And then he says, and you can meet my mother. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Because his mother was looking after his kids because they all lived together in one house. Meeting the mom on the second date. Wow. Well, yeah, I thought he was like, and I was like, no, no, no. Like, I was like, I'd let, I'd, I'd prefer to spend the night with you, but I didn't think it would be approved. And then he like, he said, like, he said, you can meet her, my mother. Like, he was like, you can stay the night. I was like, no, I can't, I can't do that. So that was like, hear us doing it in the next room. Yeah, exactly. Oh Super creepy. Oh so then, so then, but it's not the end. So then we oh, no. went to. <laughs> Because it's like now this is my life in Argentina. There's so much more. How so many then, red flags can we get before we see? <laughs> no, that was that was it. That was it. But compared to some other guys I've dated, he was quite tame. Yeah. So at least at least he could afford the champagne he was buying. Let's right. just say that. <laughs> so then, so we had nowhere to go. Like two teenagers, right? So we went to. So then the plan turned into this kind of desperate fumble. We both wanted to do it. I didn't want to do it at his mother's house, where his house, where his mother lives, uh, with his children in the house. So I was. So we we had to think of an alternative. And in Buenos Aires, you have what is called a tello. The tellos are sex hotels. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Because Uncle a lot Mother. of people, yeah, yeah, but like, so they have these like by the hour, they're really nice places, just mm-hmm. casually, they're everywhere. And they're just like called Tellos, but they're sex hotels. And they exist precisely because of people like this guy who mm-hmm. live with like three generations of a family and they can't go on a normal date without, you know, they don't, they just don't have the privacy. So they go to a Tello and also it's for cheaters. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. A lot of people cheat. Sure. Like that's like the perfect place to go. Cheaters, so like, sex you know workers, guys with issues with their moms that can't go home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> guys, with, yeah, yeah. Exactly for everyone and everyone I've ever dated. <laughs> so, so we went. So we go to a tello, right? And it's a nice tello, upscale tello. What can I say? <sighs> he gets ready. <laughs> He gets ready. He takes so he's like, we do some stuff, right? And then he gets ready. Takes his clo- I take his clothes off, kind of thing. He's like ready for me in, in the bed, all naked. I get all naked too. And I just nip into the bathroom one last time, you know, that one little, you know, rinse, whatever. So I get in the I, I go in the bathroom, I close it. Oh no. And <laughs> I know this like, is going. totally naked, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I close the bathroom. And then I try and open it. And I can't. Because it's stuck. Oh, no. Wait, I don't know where it's going. <laughs> the lock, the lock was stuck. I was stuck in the a tele. On the inside of the bathroom. I was trapped inside of a sex hotel bathroom 10 minutes <laughs> into my my sex campaign with this I you were tell me he took a massive dump beforehand or something but not this <laughs> no unfortunately no like it, it wasn't even his fault oh no so he gets stuck in the bathroom right because the thing about argentina is that it's it, it's a beautiful place but because of a lot of the kind of international problems it's had with like you know countries demanding they repay their debt and stuff yeah. they um they have they've had over, uh, on and off in the in the years pre, uh, prior they've had like on and off bans on import and export goods mm-hmm. so they they don't have the infrastructure sometimes like doorknobs like parts for washers and stuff they just don't have it mm-hmm. so there's a lot of bad workmanship in there so this is one of those times where argentina did not fail me and the 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 doorknob was there's something wrong with it. it I shouldn't have locked my, because I, I locked myself in. So I start like knocking on the door and telling this guy, can you like, can you do something? And I'm completely naked, right? Yeah. And he couldn't open it. He could not, he tried like to be fair to him, okay? He tried oh for the life of like, he tried like his life dependent on it, but he couldn't do it. So he, he had to call. Yeah. I had to call someone from reception. Why would the door lock from the inside? Yeah. What? Yeah. That's just poor engineering. I know, but it's like, (laughs) that's not the only time I've been trapped in a bathroom. And twice twice in Argentina, once in, once in (laughs) Anyway, so I start craving mad, mad, naked, right? also stark raving mad at this at this point so i'm stark naked and this guy has to call like downstairs he calls the reception people and this guy comes up with like one of those like i don't even know what they're called just like one of those like tools where you just he just can't like he just like smash like the, the yeah yeah the jaws 
the jaws of embarrassment. The jaws of embarrassment. And he like pried open the door and then they had to like kick it in. And there I was completely naked. Wow. (laughs) In front of a stranger. What did he do? Did he react in any way? Was he just like, there you go. Have a nice day. Yeah, that's what he did. Probably happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He just said, yeah, you probably shouldn't lock yourself in there. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, boss. (laughs) Seriously. Seriously, because, yeah, I think he he did say something along the lines of, like, yeah, you shouldn't lock yourself in, and the locks don't always work. Thanks. (laughs) Wow. Um, Good to know. So... So that was like, that was a bit of a, that was a mood killer. It was, sure. that wasn't the best. That For wasn't sure, the best yeah. time. Um, so we, yeah, so we still, but we still had a nice time, even like that was a stressful time of it, but we still had a nice time. I can't say, I can't say it was like the best. It wasn't the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it was meh. <laughs> It was like compared to everything else that had happened around this guy, it was pretty mum. Yeah. And then at the end, when we were finished, he still called his mother to tell her he was coming home. What? What? <laughs> Not to tell her he was coming, but to tell her he was coming home, though. <laughs> <laughs> Just the uh, what? This guy. He was, there's nothing wrong with this guy other than his relationship with his mother it was so creepy to me. I could not get over it. See, I love my mom too, but like after I come, I don't want to talk to no one, <laughs> you know? <laughs> that was like his first thing he did, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to judge him or anything, but um, so yeah, so he called his mother and then, yeah, he took me home and he was like, do you want to hang out again? And I was like, yes, but then I didn't respond to him ever again. (laughs) Yes, because I don't want to hurt your feelings, but really. Yeah, but no, it's a no. (laughs) Just because, I don't know. I mean, he he was like, he was one of those people who are like, do you know who I am kind of people? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But then it's like, yeah, but like you're a child. Like it's only sexy when you're like in that, like you have to stay in character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's how you pick someone up, like Alan Rickman, or like, mm, do you know who I am kind of thing? And then it's like, wow. And then you call your mom first thing, like just to tell her, yeah, I did a wee wee, mommy. I wash my hands, mama. Like, <laughs> I just had sex with a pretty girl. <laughs> I'm a big boy now. <laughs> I mean, this man was married to someone before me. Like he had a functioning relationship. Wow. Well, somehow, but it's not, but it's not the first guy, dude. It's not the first guy who called his mother on a date with me and they're not all from Argentina. It's incredible. You know, I, (laughs) I I have to say, I like the fact that guys have good relationships with their mom. (laughs) I'll just say that (laughs) and leave it at that. Yeah, me too. I think it's, um, I just, I don't know. So I ignore all the red flags, as you know, now, but I think it's like, I think the bathroom thing, I think that was when I was like, okay, God does not want me to be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All the signs you're saying, please leave, go, go, go. Have yeah. fun and go. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what did we learn from this experience? Oh, what did we learn? Uh, don't do not lock yourself in in a bathroom <laughs> in a hotel. Argentina. <laughs> Be very careful about the locks in Tellos. <laughs> yeah. I think what we learned, I think the story of my dating life is kind of like the opposite of everybody else's on some level. Cause you know how people always say, like, yeah. He seemed so normal. We met on Hinge. He was just like, just like everyone else. And then turned out he was like dangerous and a stalker and a serial killer, you know? You're always that at the beginning. Yeah, no, but, but see, I have the opposite because I, that's my type. So I seek them out. Like, well, they seek me. We seek one another. Like, you know, that kind of Snape type. You're a Scorpio. So this kind of makes sense. Yeah. Well, they, they, <laughs> they, they come to me, but I'm like, I'm like the lights, I'm the dub scorpion and they're all like, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. the creepy crawlies, but anyways, <laughs> like all these serial but killers. The danger always is attractive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I like that kind of tortured, you know, tortured and whatever. Like I just, this guy advertised himself as snake. Okay. <laughs> and I, I didn't, I got like, I did not get snake. I know what I got, but that was not, that was like, I don't know what that was. That was like daytime television. You got little Nikki. That's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's an ordeal. And props to anybody that has anything similar to that. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, that was lovely. Thank you again for sharing that. That was a really good story. Thank you for inviting me. That of was really course. fun. Oh, yeah. Another another uh, lesson to be learned from this is <clears throat> always order champagne no matter what you're doing because it adds it adds like a certain a certain level to whatever like you could be doing anything at all like just like sitting at home but if you could be filing in taxes you can oh my god I I dream a <laughs> moment darling <laughs> especially when you're oh especially oh I'm so wealthy like, this year I made so much money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, these clubs they don't even know what champagne tastes like <laughs> that's just that's just great life advice hmm well. so yeah so just you know it's the, it's all about the lifestyle it doesn't matter, matter what you're doing just drink the champagne like look like you're drinking champagne and everything seems better Exactly. Everything's better with champagne. <laughs> well, Abby, thank you for coming on. This was such a joy. I'm so glad that you had such a really good story. Uh, where can our listeners find you? Oh, uh, you can usually find me on Instagram. Um, uh, my handle on Instagram is Abby Bella, one word, and that's A B B I E B E L A, one L. Uh, Abby Bella or abbybella.com. That's my website. And it has updates on my life, my adventures and my misadventures. Perfect. Thank you again for joining us. This was so good. And we will talk to you soon. We like it's multiple, multiple people. It's just me. <laughs> I, I, I love that. I, I always do that. I always look off camera when I'm filming something to make it look like there's someone with me. Right. <laughs> okay, Abby. But yeah, we'll thank you. Again. Thanks for having me. Of course. Be sure to check out the episode description for our guest social media links for more information on this show or to read my blogs with the poor stories and a deviant's guide to sex. Or if you're interested in receiving a personal tarot reading from me, visit DimitriWild.com. Stay deviant. Remember, subscribing might not be worth it, but it's also not optional. <laughs>